Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with me, Kat Smith, and with me is Vagar Svanberg. Hello, Vagar, how are you today? Hello, I'm great. How are you? I can, I can, I can hear a slight echo. Is that right? Yeah, I'm in a cave. I'm in a, but they put me in a dungeon. That's probably the best place oh, for dear. me. No, not really. Uh, I'm uh, on my way out. I'm, I'm on my way out of the giant sandpit and uh, finally have started to sell all the furniture that we're not taking with us to the next destination. So um, my office is a bit bare, and it's just tiles on the floor and you know wooden walls and. It's still bouncing around a bit, so I feel like I'm in a cave, but I'm not. I'm just on the way, on the way to pastures greener. About to leave the cave. Yeah. About to leave the cave. Yeah, yeah. Country so. of the earthquakes. Country of the earthquakes. Yeah, a bit of rock and roll. Some real rock and roll. Oh ho 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 ho! And some rain. So, got any got any interesting updates for us today? Um, updates. Well, I've been busy. Yeah, been very busy, but not updates, I don't think. Uh, just kind of plugging away to make sure that everything runs the way it should run when I'm on the move. Because that's one of the things that um, people get a bit upset about when um, they're in a business, and particularly a bricks and mortar business. I remember when I was in a bricks and mortar business that you, you couldn't escape from it. And if you went on holiday, you're sort of reliant yeah. on the people that you were had employed to make sure it ran smoothly and yeah. you, know, you couldn't just go off and do things when you wanted to. You, you had an obligation to be there. I know, Whereas, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and, and now it's much, much easier because I've decided this is how I'm going to run my business and the way I want to run it and, and it works really well. Most of the things I do are automated yeah. so I don't have to worry about it and I can pretty much do what I want when I want, when I want and how I want. And, and that, my friend, is a definition of personal sovereignty. Yes, and I know exactly what you mean because I was, <clears throat> I just left for a few weeks on the holiday and then I came back and then I fucked back up into the mountains and, you know, <laughs> whilst I was doing that important work, you know, the business just chugged along, along nicely. So, Which is great. And, and I'm not saying that it's yeah. a sit by the pool and what do they call those, those laptop lifestyles. Laptop lifestyle, and, yeah. yeah. You can oh. just, sit by the pool all day and just bang out an email. It doesn't work like that. You do have to put in the hard yards. It's not that yeah. easy. And if anyone tells you that, that you're going to make a lot of money that way, it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just going to add to that before we move on to the main topic uh, of this podcast. Uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, what you do is really that you leverage 80-20 and all you can do is you do a bit of work so you can get some free time. And, you know, when you get back, you, you, you do more work. It's just the way it works. Yeah. And you get really good at outsourcing and delegating and, you know, just... And having systems Leverage. and planning some processes, which are you know, yeah. boring, boring as fuck, but work really, really well. And I'm going to talk about that a bit yeah. later, actually, because I have a, a, a listener yes. question. So we'll come back to that. But it's what? Better. Sorry. Not really. No, no, it's just you, you mentioned boring, but I have I have a hunch that that's got something to do with today's topic. <laughs> how not to be boring. Mm. Well, in fact, to how be to boring. be more fucking interesting. Now, I've stolen oh, that. We could all use that. Yeah. How to be more fucking interesting. Um, I've stolen that from a really good friend of ours, Vicky. You know Vicky? Vicky the cheesy circus Vicky. monkey. 
Uh, uh, gin-soaked circus. Oh, the gin-soaked cheese-eating circus yes. monkey. And that, yeah, that sounds a bit mean, but actually, it's probably all accurate. Uh, a chicken lover as well. Actually, we we mean it as a compliment, don't we? We do. She's lovely. We love Vicky. Yeah. Uh, Vicky's yes. amazing. She um, she has her own little group of business people that she um, mentors and coaches and and gets them to do cool stuff. And uh, she also has a fantastic product about how to write a book in 90 days. Um, and one of the things that she talks about is how to be more fucking interesting. And so I've stolen it because that's what I do. Like to no, you repurposed, haven't I you? I repurposed. <laughs> yeah. We were having this mm. conversation earlier when we figured about how I don't steal things. I repurpose them. Um, but yeah. that's, you know, there is nothing new under the sun. That's, that's how it is. We uh, do things that we've done for centuries because we are after all human um, and you can give them new and bright and shiny names but it's all the same thing the principles are still the same but anyway but hold on Kat why should we um, why should we be more interesting well here's the thing right how many uh, hair salons and beauty salons are on your high street in the town you live in <laughs> my tiny teeny oh well you might not be well yeah something. maybe two if, if we if what we have could could you know be called a high street at all? Then we would have two. <laughs> okay, in the so town total, maybe we have fifteen. But yeah. Yeah, and 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 to your nearest actual town, rather than a t, what? How many would you see if you were just walking down the high street? Say, I don't know, Oslo. How many would you? Uh, uh, I have no idea. But, uh, numerous. Quite a few. Yeah, quite numerous. a few. And I, I've seen. Uh, areas within London, uh, Wimbledon, for example, um, they've got salons right next door to each other, competing salons. Um, there'll be three in a row, um, and then there'll be a fourth and one down the road and a fifth one down just a little bit further down. So what you're competing in is a very commoditized market. Everyone's offering similar things, you know, haircuts, colors, nails, massages, facials. So how do you stand out from everybody else? How do you make yourself v1 on the high street how do you make yourself more interesting than the others so that you attract clients in your door because you're just competing for the same people really although we have talked about that before about uh, who your ideal client is but you need to make yourself more interesting you need to stand out from the other me too's in the industry you're in a big pit and you're jumping around and you want to make sure that your head is the highest in that pit so that people can see you and that's why you need to be more fucking interesting. Yes. I teach the same in in my book, uh, which is in Norwegian. So, I mean, it's not for everyone. Uh, but uh, one of the uh, <laughs> questions I get a lot, get asked a lot is why a hairdresser should, should you know, be interesting at all. And also what, um, there's a kind of, at least here, there's a, this condescending attitude towards hairdressers that they don't, always have so much to contribute yeah. if you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and i think that's that's a really mean thing to say but what 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 i've been asked is what hairdressers have to contribute that is interesting you know what i mean what could they do yeah what, you what, what you're saying that how could they be interesting they're just hairdressers what could they you know <laughs> other than talking about the holidays and you know yeah yeah they're like gossip, gossip which which i know you love love but yeah well i do but um yeah and and that's the problem, is that there is this stigma against the industry that they're not well-educated and, and anybody can do it. But it's not true. Um, I definitely can't do it. 
I know I can't I can't see ahead and, and decide what angles to cut things on. It's just that it just doesn't exist for me. Um, you have to be a very unique person, a very skillful person to be able to do that. Um, but you need to be able to tell people that that's what you can do and how you to stand out. And the one of the main things and the only thing really nowadays that you can do to do this because everybody else is doing the same things is to use your personality because you're the only one with your personality and be good. I might hear you say thank God for that, but it's true and everybody has something unique about them um, and your own unique experiences and how you're brought up and the things that you enjoy and things you like to do and people are curious about that because they always like to see uh, what's happening for other people because usually your life is pretty dull and boring well I know yours is mine's not but yours is bigger so you're always looking to see <laughs> what happens for other people it's just a common you know curious curiosity of what's happening to others um and the and the only way that you can put do that is to put your personality in your business and by doing that it does open you up so you, you do become a little bit more vulnerable because you all of a sudden you're putting yourself out there for criticism and people might not agree with your values and beliefs and opinions but it actually doesn't really matter does it no it doesn't but you can be you know you need to grow a thick skin yeah you do um, you sound it sounded really sad <laughs> Do you have a thing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, I know that feeling when you, you, you start doing something like this and you start sharing your personality that people will disagree and people will, some people will not like you. We talked a lot about your ideal clients and who you should target earlier, so I'm not going to go into that, but it ties into that as well. I mean, who you're targeting. And, but, but in the long term, it pays back because if you can be more interesting to your ideal clients and the clients that you want to work with, that is, you know... Well, it's better long term and you, you attract them with your personality. Business is, is like many areas in life where you often work best with the people who, you know, like you and have the same ideas and opinions and, and, and stuff like you. So if you can attract them, that's a good thing and a very efficient way of attracting them is showing your personality because that, you know, automatically pulls them towards you and automatically pushes away people who don't agree with you or don't like you. Uh, but then there's the thing with people. how you can do... Yeah, and then there's the thing about how, how you do that because uh, should you just go outside, Cat, and just start shouting on the street your opinion on you know, the latest topic in the news? Or... The streets, but, yeah. what if it, oh, that's what a good idea. But, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd scare everyone away then. But... I think you'd repel your client. Yeah. Um, no, I'd actually, actually <laughs> film my salon if I did that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. uh, yeah. One of the things I learned from Vicky, so I did a call with Vicky a wee while ago, and um, one of the things she said, and it stuck with me, and it's good to be reminded of it, is that when a person comes across you, they're ready to buy. They're ready, to, you know, they've got a problem. They are, they want something. They're wanting to buy something. It's just who... They want to buy it from so they have you know they're primed and ready they've got a problem they need something done who's going to offer them that service so who are they going to go to so how are you going to stand out to be that one that provides it that they're going to say yeah and they're going to pick you you're going to be the one that provides them with that service so they're already in a state of ready to purchase or ready to listen and ready to buy something from from the big pot that's out there they just have to be sure that you are the right one to provide that particular service or product and the way that you can do that is by writing a book 
And I know that sounds really scary because writing a book is really hard. It's a big thing. You know, authors are revered people in society. They, you know, historically were the people that could read and write and told you the rules. So writing a book sounds really, 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 really difficult. But it's not. It isn't. I promise you. It can take some work. I will, though, say that it is, you know, work is required. Input is required. It is required, but it's not as hard as you think it's going to be. Um, and it's not impossible. And in fact, you don't even have to really write a whole book, you know, 300, 400 pages. You can write an, a short book, an e-book, or a long report, or anything that is going to grab the person's attention. And that's just something I've heard it called, and I've got, got other friends, Drew and Terry, who call it a client magnet. So it... it grabs their attention and attracts them into you and it gives them something extra so that you can show them what you're made of and who you are, what your beliefs and values are, but also gives them information about your service and product and why you do things you do and how you do it and how it's going to benefit them. So you stand out above everybody else because no one else does this. Very, very, very few people do this. So it's a whole 80-20 again. If you're offering somebody a free ebook or a free book, and it's about them and their problem and a little bit about you and a little bit about how you work and, and what your thoughts and, and beliefs are, then they're going to get a good insight to what type of person you are, what type of business you are, what type of services you offer. And it gives them more to hang that uh, decision on uh, when they come to make that decision about who they want to buy from. Agreed? Yes. Yes. That's why I'm keeping my mouth shut. For a change. <laughs> For a change, yeah. And that's, a, and that's the reason why I've written, so written two books. And the, the first book I wrote, so way back three years ago, I was sitting, it was the very first summer I had in the desert, and um, Mini QBV has nine weeks of school in the summer, and it's a long slog. I tell you what, it's a long slog. And just about every expat here goes home or goes back to their respective homes, wherever that may be in the world. Um, and they, and the place is deserted. You just get, you, there's no one here. It's dead. It's the desert hot. is deserted. It's mm-hmm. desert is deserted. Yeah, you have to just get those spellings right. Um, and it's hot. It's unbearably hot. You can't go outside. There's very little to do. It's very dull. Uh, it's a long time. But Kat, now I'm going to say, now I'm going to be difficult. Now I'm going to start talking again. So so you can do that in the desert when it's hot outside and you just have to be inside and write a book and, you know. But a salon owner being busy and the rest of it, and they would think that I don't have time for this. No, and, and, and they're right in that respect because they haven't actually done anything about getting themselves out of the business and working on the business instead of working in the business. And I could probably say 99% accuracy that you're spending too much time in the business fighting fires, being in there and not needing to be and working. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. Number one problem for business owners, getting too entangled in your own business. 
Yeah, and, and, and you might say to me, well, yeah, but the staff don't do this and the staff don't do that and the clients complain and, there's, you know, there's a problem with supplies and et cetera, et cetera. But yep. in general, you create those problems um, and you create them yourself because you haven't put a system into place to make it work. Um, I spoke to one of my private clients, Rory, who um, he was having the same issues, exactly the same issues. Uh, and he's written some process books, so that yeah, a manual basically, and he wrote that over a few evenings during the week. And what that does is that it frees them up if, if a staff member's got a question about how to replace the cartridge in the printer, or where do I order extra toner from if I've run out, or how do I answer the phone, or how do I how do I check the answering phone for messages? How do I answer the phone? Well, you know, there's very specific ways of answering the phone. In in terms of the technical challenges of answering this <laughs> phone, or or more, or quite possibly, what do I say? Quite possibly, but it was more around. <laughs> do I say I... hello, <laughs> hi, good morning? Well, what, yes. what should I say? And and actually, yes. everything that sort of thing should be scripted. Everyone should be saying the same thing the same way. Yes, I know. This, yeah, I'm just teasing. Consistency. Yes, I know you're teasing, but you know there are times when you don't know how to to take messages off a phone if there's various ways of different yep. ways of yes. different software, etc. Kath, this is really boring. How can we be more interesting but he when you do all that? Yeah, but that means that he, instead of him going in and doing it, he says, look in the book and exactly. get off and do it. So that gives him more time. So what I'm saying is you create the time. You, you create the time. Anyway, he's gone away. He's written He's written a little ebook, and there's uh, information. There's 10... Uh, things about highlighting here, I think his one was on. Uh, and then he's broken it down into steps for each 10 areas of interest. He's broken it down into 10 things. And that's given him a quite little, chunky little ebook, which he can give away to prospective clients and yes. gives them something to hold on to, to print out, to look at, to yeah. talk about himself, to get a feel for him and what he's doing. So he's. If you don't know what. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm not, not as usual. Uh, if you if you lack inspiration, if you can't find anything to read about, what you could do is that you could start taking notes when you have your clients in. Just after each each uh, session, you could just write down, you know, a few few words about what you were talking about related to whatever a story you heard, something like that. And uh, Kat, since I've, I've I'm a bit biased here since I've read your book, but isn't it true that your first book wasn't really it wasn't really a hard teaching book about salon what clients should no. do and stuff. It was just basically a book of stories where you had, uh, you know, every, I can't remember every odd page you had a hair tip or something like that. But yep. basically it was a collection of stories, really. It was, yeah. We had, I had 90, no, 91 stories and and 10 tips about your hair so there, there was 101 naked confessions of a gay hairdresser and yeah. the thing is i'd been writing daily emails to the clients for a couple of years before i wrote the book and my mentor john said to me look you can turn that into a book it's easy you've got all the information already so if we're talking about repurposing rather than stealing you can repurpose You're anything you've got already <laughs> i am a master of that it's true um but you if, if you're writing daily emails you can you use them as a double purpose you could what i did was i just took the greeting off and the ps and the you know um, the end of it stuck them as short stories and each little chapter was a little short story and it was just this daily email and then every 10th story i put in a tip about 
people's hair. So that's what we did. I was made it a really tiny little book, like a pocket book for a, fits in a handbag. It's pretty pink color. I uh, had Terry's face on the front because I was writing them as Terry, my uh, ex-business partner, and um, sells really well because it's something very different. It's not a coffee table book with pretty pictures in it and uh, ego jizzing all over the place. It is just information about Terry and, and the salon and, and stories about clients and things like that. So it's entertaining, but it also was educational at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, I mean, the topic today is actually how to be more fucking interesting. I think it's really important when you when you are making something like this, because, and I say something like this, I mean, you could write a book, you could record a series of videos, you could have, you could hold events, you could do all kinds of stuff to make yourself, you know, position yourself as the expert and the go-to gal or girl. Uh, but when you do that, normally people tend to think that now I have to hard teach people something. I have to, they have to learn something from what I, I, I'm, I'm saying or, or whatever. But that can be, hard teaching can be really boring um, long-term. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be that long-term either. Just, a, you know, if you do more hard teaching than telling stories, then you could come across as a bit boring. So <laughs> if, you, if you tell stories, people are normally more, you know, interested in that and connect well, we're a storytelling race, and that's how our language we are. evolved. Exactly, that was what I was getting at. That's been recorded. Yes. Yeah. We sit around the campfire and tell stories. <laughs> la, 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 la. We probably don't do that anymore, but we still tell stories. You know, the, the reason that things like Snapchat do really well is it's still storytelling. Uh, Facebook does well because it's storytelling. You're still using language and telling people, you know, sharing videos and photos of your stories and you can tell your st yes and you can tell your stories in many ways as i said there are many many technologies and many ways of doing that but also i mean in a book if, if you have a lots of have lots of photos or something you could you know add those to the book as well and just yeah, tell a story about your salon what you do and and everything and of course you can add some teaching as well you probably should but that's not the main thing the main thing is to let your personality come across. That's the most important thing. So it can, you know, so you can connect with the people who think that you are interesting and like your personality. And they talk about it because they, they give the book to their friends and say, has your hairdresser written a book? Has your stylist written a book? No, mine hasn't. Wow, that's amazing. And it, it may sound twee and it may sound like, you know, it's really um, just a tiny little thing. But in fact, when you do that, you become different and you become interesting, but you also then have something that you can hang all your marketing off. So then you market your book rather than the salon and you market your book and you're getting that into people's hands so that they can come into the salon afterwards. Um, so all your marketing is around that thing and getting that product out there to get it in somebody's hand to start a relationship with them. And that's all it is and it makes life so much easier so much easier and all of a sudden woohoo you're the only one in the street of 10 15 salons has written a book yeah and uh what you could find when you start putting your personality across and actually being more interesting is that you don't even compete with your competitors because your competitors will most likely try to sell people on on price try to get to be the lowest bidder so you know they can get uh, they, they will use price as a tactic whilst you're not doing that at all so you end up you know, not competing with them at all. The people who go into their salon, they they would never go into your salon and vice versa. 
the people coming to you we never even considered a low-cost offer i discussed this uh actually earlier no last week with my um with my hairdresser and we talked about that and i because he talked about you know he could do some more marketing by putting out a poster in the street or something like that he's one of the um one of the two <laughs> hairdressers on the so-called high street it's a bad excuse of a high, uh, high street we have but what he said is that that's what he could do so he could put up a poster we'd say uh something like the, the, I'm, I'm taking clients 25 per haircut something like that he said he could do that on quiet days to get more people but i asked him do you do you really want to do that is that what you want to do to try to sell people on price and and get them into your salon or should you just increase your prices by 10 percent because that would probably mean more to you than getting those, you know, odd clients from that poster, what you exactly. want to do. And he said, and he said, yeah, that's true. And I have, he said that he has clients, you know, ranging from people, his clients pay different prices because traditionally he's had some older clients and it's never increased right. their prices, yeah. but he has increased prices for new clients and stuff. So I said, okay, but if you increase their prices by 10%, wouldn't that make a difference too? Yeah, I'm sure it would. Uh, he, he, he said another thing that before, and people did businesses in, in our town, there were basically two big hairdressers with about 20 employees each. And their way of competing is to not compete at all. So what they did was call each other every once in a while and discuss the prices and agree on what the pricing was. That was how they survived. And any new ones trying to enter the market, they would, you know, um, they had a union and people would bully them and, you know, scare them. But luckily things have changed, but that's how it worked before. Wow. Uh, but they didn't sell on, you know, being more interesting or actually uh, providing something more than just the haircut because many people can do that. Exactly. And the thing is, being more interesting has just been yourself. And if you have, you know, certain uh, hobbies you like to do or... Um, games you like to play or films you like to watch and that sort of thing people are interested in that and they they often don't know everything about you um and people do like to find out things about other people hey i just yeah i just you know great salon name gossip central <laughs> <laughs> that'd be interesting yeah. Yeah, that would draw them like in gossip. yeah but you know even if you've you, you've I don't know, you've got a mad aunt in the family. That's interesting. People like to hear about that sort of thing. They like to hear about anything. People just love information. It's just how it is. We're hardwired that way. So Yeah, it is. And you shouldn't be afraid to just share something. I think that's a, maybe the yeah. main point here. You need to share your personality and just share stuff from your life that is you know you you don't have to share everything you should have filters in place of course depending on well, it depends you know. who you are because i know people who don't have any filters yeah. and all do very very well yeah i do and yeah. they they some of them should have filters yes exactly so go off and but, do it uh, go i want to talk a bit about yeah cut there's a problem we haven't uh, maybe haven't talked that much about but what you could experience when you start um, um, sharing more of your personality is you could uh, meet resistance and you can meet resistance not only from well customers they are the one with the ultimate vote but you could also meet resistance from you know um, your employees for instance or your yeah. your spouse or people like that what what are your thoughts on that well, I'm, I'm not going to answer that question directly because um, we are coming towards the end of the podcast and I want to share a, an, a question from a listener 
And actually, it does tie in a little bit to what you've just asked. And um, this is from someone in South Africa, Tracy, I think. And it says, I need help. I'm exhausted of all these stylists trying to work out my costs per mil. So it's her costs per mil of uh, product. What the fuck has it got to do with them? I feel as an international stylist, why the fuck must I please explain myself in my own salon? Um, and that's a really good point because what she's saying is, what I think she's saying is that her staff are questioning everything she does and how she does it and why, perhaps why, why are they getting paid a certain amount when she's making a lot of money out of them or what the costs, real costs are of the salon. And it ties into your question, Vigard, by the fact that when people don't understand things, they'll question it. And it may be that you haven't explained it to them or can't explain it to them or haven't explained it well enough because you don't understand it yourself. But when your information doesn't meet with their uh, agenda, they get upset about it and will question everything. And it doesn't have anything to do with them. She's right, it doesn't. Um, but oftentimes, some, you will need to explain a certain amount so that they can come on board with you and do what they need to do. And they're only ever looking at it from their perspective. And their perspective is they have to be employed by you. They don't get the choice of when they're allowed to take their holidays. They have to ask you for that. They don't get a choice of how much they get paid. You set that. They don't get a choice of when they go to work. You've set that. So they're resentful from very, the very get-go. But if you can explain to them or get them on board about how you are trying to market your business and how that benefits them in the long run because they'll get more clients, they'll get better clients, it's more fun to place to work. Um, and if you're um, paying them on commission, the more you know, increase your prices, the bigger their, their, their um, uh, wage increase is. If they can truly understand that from, and you're selling it to them from their perspective, then they're much less likely to question everything that you do. And when you're putting your personality into your business, it becomes fun because they can also, what, they, what happens is that um, they start selling you as well and you know, how crazy you are or how great you are or how calm you are, or whatever it is. And it takes the onus off them. So if you do have a price increase, the client's not going to be angry with the stylist. They can just brush it off and say, oh, hey, look, look at what they're doing. They're doing all this stuff. So, you know, talk to the, the owner. That's what, that's their thing. Um, and it gives them an out. So... Yes, you might get resistance, but you need to be explaining it. And the best way you can explain it is usually by from a third party. So that's why I say to, to sell on Oh, you, I was just going to say that. <laughs> if you ever need a Took copy of my me. book. So if we're talking about books here, yes. if you ever need a copy of my book, and this is going up on the website, by the way. So um, on the Grow Your Salon uh, Fash Show com, there'll be a page there to get the book, my book, and there'll be a page to get Big Ed's book as well if you speak Norwegian and you would rather a Norwegian because his book's very similar to mine, but obviously a Norwegian. Um, and I'm gonna we're gonna put that up there so that you can get a, a free copy of the book. You pay for postage, but um, just so that we know it gets to you. Uh, but you can get the book, and and often that is a really good way of giving it to your staff and saying, "Read this. This is why I'm doing it," and you get someone else to explain it for you. Does that answer that question? It does. Uh, yeah. I'll just add to that that. Uh, Maybe they won't read the book, so you can get someone in to just say it. 
Yep, that too. Someone else. I mean, I, I yep. used to sit there at morning meetings and go on and on and on about stuff. And then I had a... a yeah, but they just stop listening. Yeah, so do, sometimes you need that you. third person to just yeah. tell them. And yeah. I had a third person come in and we, she spent a day and they lapped it up and loved it and said, oh my God, we've learned so much. And I said, she's told you exactly the same things that I have. So, yeah, sometimes it's just that third person. So get them in, get them started in and get writing that book. Yes. So, uh, our listeners, um, dear listeners, we are done, but you have something you need to do and it's a bit urgent, isn't it, Kat? What do our listeners have to do now before we round off the podcast? Um, they have to give us a review. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> yes. So what I do. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of images. Going you didn't follow that right all, now. did you? <laughs> no. no. Please leave us a review. Go and, go and leave us, give us a star rating. I know if you're listening to this on iTunes, you just click the stars and it, it goes through. And say what you think. Whatever you think. Don't care. Good, bad, and different. Just say something. That'd be great. Just say something. Yeah. And if you have a question for the show, you can yeah. leave that on the growyoursalonfastshow.com. Yes, you can. There's a box at the bottom of the page. Any question you like, whatever it is, don't know whether we'll answer it on here or not, but we'll give it a go. Yes? Great. Goodbye. Yes. See you soon. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.